Ineffably Yours, Part 1, by Secondhand News. Chapter 25, Highway to Hell, read by Shiny Madam. August, 2019, Primrose Cottage, St. Ives. Crowley was psyching himself up to flip a pancake when he heard Aziraphale's voice behind him. So innocent, he immediately grew suspicious. Crowley? He twisted to look over his shoulder, fish slice working its way under the pancake to lift it free of the pan. Yes, Angel? I want to try something. Turning to face Aziraphale, he leaned back against the edge of the hob and drummed his fingers against the kitchen counter. Curiosity well and truly piqued. If it's uh, too much, you must tell me. It took a lot for Crowley's nonchalant veneer to crack, but when he heard those words tumble sweetly out of Aziraphale's mouth, he was sure something in the back of his brain exploded. It might have been the half-smile of intention on his lips, or the way he pushed off from the kitchen counter and tracked hungrily across the room, but understanding dawned on Aziraphale, and he nodded along with a misunderstanding. Uh, no, not that well... Not right now. Actually, maybe now. But later, I would like to try driving. Driving? Crowley stopped, head pulled back in momentary confusion. Aziraphale took a step forward, the beginning of excitement lighting up his eyes. It's something I've never tried. Never really needed to. No, convenient when you have a chauffeur, isn't it? Thought I should see what all the fuss is about. The open road, freedom stretching out for miles ahead, windows down. Curly nodded slowly, making a mental note to keep the angel strictly away from city roads, lest his hazy dreams of leisurely road trips become tainted by the reality of congestion charges and parallel parking. I saw a higher car garage a few miles away, back near Camburn. We could head out this afternoon, pick you up something nice and reliable. I thought, perhaps, I could try my hand at the Bentley. The Bentley? Crowley was plunged into a crisis. The Bentley was his most beloved possession, more an extension of his own self than a vehicle. They shared a relationship that had endured even beyond Armageddon. But then Aziraphale rarely showed such spontaneity. It was something Crowley had been gradually teasing out of him, making decisions based on what he wanted rather than what was expected of him. It was just... Crowley hadn't realized his wants extended to stepping behind the wheel of the most noble, precious car that had ever graced England's roads. Yes, he whispered, regretting the word as soon as it left his mouth. You can drive the Bentley. Fail. Crowley's voice rose into a scream as the Bentley came close to taking the bend on two wheels. He was contorted in the passenger seat, one hand palmed against the window and the other clinging onto his seatbelt, one foot up on the dashboard to brace against the inevitable crash. Next to him, Aziraphale grinned as they flew through the country lanes with the windows down and the wind whipping past them. I can see why you love this the angel yelled, eyes flicking from the road to Crowley, 
Pass me your glasses. There's a bit of glare. Risking letting go of the seatbelt for a second, he fiddled with the glove compartment and retrieved a spare pair of sunglasses. He passed them dutifully to Aziraphale, who slid them on and cackled demonically. As they breezed over a stone bridge, all four wheels leaving the ground for a moment of flight, Crowley swore he could see the devil in him. My suspension, he wailed, feeling the car judder underneath them as Aziraphale took a cattle grid at 60 miles an hour. He had realized the grave error he'd made the moment Aziraphale flattened the accelerator against the floor and they'd screeched out of the car park, gravel flying up around them like waves before it rained down on the back of the car. He knew the back bumper was going to be scratched and the condition of the tires didn't bear thinking about. Aziraphale had taken to driving with boundless enthusiasm, if not skill, wrapping his hands eagerly around the steering wheel and manhandling his way through the gears with a crunch that left Crowley gritting his teeth and swallowing the string of expletives he was itching to bellow. Aziraphale turned to smile at him, and they drifted across the road until they were racing down the center of the narrow lane. He slid a hand up Crowley's thigh and gave him a reassuring squeeze, before suddenly veering right down a sharp side road that had been hidden behind an overhanging blackberry bush. In that moment, Crowley could swear he heard the engine crying and attempted to telepathically reassure his beloved car that it would all be over soon, one way or another. It seemed miraculous, suspiciously so, that they were both still in full occupation of unscathed human vessels when Aziraphale finally, mercifully, twisted the key in the ignition and leaned back against the headrest, satisfaction etched across his features. That was exhilarating, he announced, cracking open the door and ducking his head as he clambered out, blissfully unaware the car was parked diagonally across three spaces. I am so sorry. The second Aziraphale's door swung closed, Crowley ran a hand along the dashboard, leaning forward and whispering to the car as he watched the angel pace happily through the car park towards Morazian Beach. A low moan rumbled up from the car engine in response. Look at his little face. How could I say no? I can genuinely say that in the 6,000 years I've had this body, that was the closest I've ever come to being discorporated. Crowley pitched his arm back and then swung it forward, letting go of a smooth pebble and watching it bounce across the calm water. Next to him, Aziraphale paused to scatter pebbles with the toe of his shoe and then bent to pick up the perfect specimen. He sent it flying towards the water with a well-practiced flick of the wrist, counted the skips, and nodded to himself, pleased. You're only allowed to be nervous of my driving when I've driven you down Oxford Street at 90 miles an hour. See how you like it. The purpose of the drive was only partially to satisfy Aziraphale's curiosity about being behind the wheel. It was also an excuse to venture across the skinny Cornish Peninsula to visit St. Michael's Mount, a sight that, somehow, neither angel nor demon had seen throughout their time on earth. As they strolled along the strip of beach that ran the length of the Morazian, the looming tidal island came into view. The stone path that connected the mount to the mainland, cut off by the evening tide, a mysterious castle perched atop the grassy mound. Now that's my kind of house. Crowley pointed up toward the solitary castle framed by gray clouds as the night drew in around it. 
No neighbors, no intercom, just you and me. Look at all the space you'd have for your books. What do you reckon? I reckon we found our retirement castle. If I don't discorporate you with my barely reckless driving before then. Don't fancy my chances with one of the other bodies hell has in stock. Have you seen the state of them? Curly had grown fond of his body over the years, enjoyed the rangy length of it. Hmm, heaven doesn't have many left over either. Punishment for carelessness, I think, getting saddled with the dregs. Aziraphale pursed his lips. Crowley, if something ever did happen, if I came back different, would it change anything? Angel, I thought you were the most beautiful thing I'd ever seen when your outfit of choice was a bedsheet with ideas above its station. He paused to brandish a dried-up little leaf in Aziraphale's face. You could come back as this leaf, and I would love you however I could. New drip feeder every day. The good stuff as well. Organic. Two forks lay discarded on an empty plate. Sticky rivulets of treacle sponge pudding slicked against the porcelain. There had been a brief debate about which dessert was the superior choice. Treacle sponge or devil's food cake. But the treacle went out in the end. Just. Crowley sat back. Fingers wrapped around a glass of red wine, the bottles sweating between them on the table. Last day tomorrow. Don't remind me, Aziraphale sighed, rolling the base of his glass this way and that, gently aerating the wine. Can't we just stay here, abandon the whole angel and demon thing? Oh, sure. Power up that portal again and I'll have a word with good old Raphael. Aziraphale fired a glare across the table, still sore from the other evening's shenanigans. That was not funny. You don't know who else could have been watching. If there's one other angel I don't want to tear apart limb from limb, it's Raphael. You can trust them. Taking the final swig from his glass, Crowley leaned forward to pour Aziraphale a refill before draining the last of the bottle in his own glass. While Crowley was weighing up the pros and cons of ordering a second bottle of wine. Pros. More wine. Cons. Waste of wine when driving home is imminent. Aziraphale was muttering away on the other side of the table, more to himself than to Crowley. I know I can trust them. It's whether you can that worries me. Crowley, I need to tell you something. Not tonight, Angel. We've got tomorrow to start worrying about reality. Crowley caught his hand across the table, smiled hopefully. Aziraphale nodded. There would be other opportunities to tell him. No need to ruin the spell of perfection this trip had wound around them. They staggered back to the car while the rest of the town settled in for sleep. Legs loose from the combination of wine and sugar overload. Aziraphale's arm wrapped around Crowley's waist one finger running unconsciously across the strip of bare skin between his waistband and T-shirt. As they reached the Bentley, Crowley stopped a tight lap around the car, peering into its gunmetal surface for any sign of damage. Finding not even a light coating of dust from the country roads, he glanced back at Aziraphale. Nice work on the scratches. I don't know what on earth you're talking about. The angel looked away shiftily, then spoke again a moment later. Thank you for today. I know how much this car means to you. 
Aziraphale took a step forward, leaned in to kiss him, and, for a moment, Crowley lost himself, allowing the angel to maneuver him back against the car, felt his hand inching its way lower, lower. He caught Aziraphale's hand a heartbeat before it dipped into his pocket for the car keys. Nice try, angel.